Proverbs chapter 11, verse 29 through 31. Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind, and the fool will be the servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever captures souls is wise. If the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's good to be back in the chair, Will. Thanks be to God. We got D's back in the chair. Hadn't been hadn't been here in a while. Uh, yeah. We've had a lot going on. I mean, the church, the church rolls on, Will. It rolls on. And with uh, or without you, you know, I'm out there. I'm out there. Uh, <laughs> we've been fighting the good fight with the budget, trying to get that there moving. We, we closed on Sandy Springs, trying to make some hires. So yeah. I may not have been in here, Will, but don't think I've just been sitting around out there. We've been we've been hustling. But you know, no I'd, rather, I'd rather be in here with you because this is this is the work. This is the thing. This Come on. is And uh, today we finish our our pretty long arduous trek through Proverbs 11. Well, and you know as a, I'm a, you know, I'm not just a uh, I'm not just a contributor of uh, ODR. I'm a pretty big fan, so there I'm following go. along with you guys out there it. and I love it. I've been thinking about this with you in the teaching meetings. Um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I love reading through the Proverbs the Proverbs is one of those, uh, it's hard to teach the Proverbs. Mm -hmm. I I actually almost like, you know, you, you know, this is, you can't like teach the Proverbs. Like, you know, I love when, I love when God, when guys, one of our common, uh, beefs with modern, uh, reformed evangelicalism. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) One of, here we go. Uh, one of our shared common beefs, I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. Not necessarily collective common beefs, but shared. There we go. Um, is this like I would say narrow definition of expository preaching? Sure. And guys would be like, you should preach book by book, verse by verse. And I think there's a time and place to do that. But is that how you're supposed to teach the book of Proverbs? I would say I don't think so. Like, I think a better way to teach it would be collectively. I mean, you can certainly do it as we're doing it, book by book, verse by verse, but it creates it's, you know, it's it's almost better to just do verse by verse. I mean, you can't really look at big swaths of this yeah, because it's just very, very, they're, they're oftentimes not like that thematic. Now there are themes in the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. but you know, one ver one verse, maybe in chapter 10, words verse in chapter 12, one verse in 17. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me, uh, you know, the art form pointillism. Yeah. It's like where somebody paints this massive, beautiful painting and it's all using tiny little yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you look really closely at, you know, pointillism, the the part of the yes. painting you might be looking yes. at might be someone's face. Like, it's just like kind of like a normal, like whatever skin tone. But if you look really closely, it's like a red dot, a purple dot, a green dot. It's all these colors that don't seem to have much in common. But in the succession that they're placed, it creates this piece of art. Right. That's kind of what the back, Proverbs is. It's exactly. like some of these are really big picture, like time and space kind of vibes. And some of them are like very practical marketplace language. And to some degree, like the whole Bible is like that. Like you oh, zoom yeah. in and you zoom out oh, and, yeah. and that's how you kind of understand the whole. So I think it's best that we just kind of look at these. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind. Yeah. Okay. A fool will be the servant of the wise of heart. So I think there's a lot even flowing into this little passage here. Yeah. Um, you know, what, you know, what is your role within a household? It's to be a blessing to that household. It's mm-hmm. not to take from the household and use to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it is, that is what the righteous man does. And that is what the wise man does. I mean, one of the things that, you know, you often see in the book of Proverbs is this, you know, we, we use it when we talk about the, or we've talked about it with decision grid, but you, you see this juxtaposition between the wise and the foolish and the righteous and the unrighteous or the righteous, righteous and the wicked. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see that here. There's this interplay between, um, you know, uh, whoever troubles his household or the wicked troubles his household, if you will, but the fool, um, will be the servant of the wise at heart. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the first part here, there's, you could almost say it this way, like the righteous will be a blessing to his own household. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fool troubles his own household. Mm-hmm. The wise man uh, will rule over the fool. The one who is wise of heart will rule over the fool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, any thoughts on 29? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's one of those that, you might kind of immediately go towards that prodigal son sort of idea of the the really rebellious mm-hmm. kind of like outright pain to a household. But really, uh, this holds warning. I mean, most certainly for people like you and I, like in, in ministry, or even just if you are out there working in the marketplace and you're also serving in the church and whatever, it, it's easy to let good things eclipse more important things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think like, the danger that I run into is is letting good things that come up, um, you know, take my attention away from being a good husband. And, mm-hmm. and you know, slowly I can uh, begin to be absent. I can be distracted. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot more subtle. It's a lot more encompassing. And so I think that's why, like, we, we constantly have to be reoriented towards that. And, you know, how many people, there's, of course, like, wicked, rebellious people, but there's also, you know, pastors and, and uh, public figures and all these people who seem to be doing great things for the world, but their families are hurting. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, we have to go deep with the inventory there and, and, and be really honest. The next passage, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. It kind of, it kind of picks up on this like outward facing life, like, mm-hmm. you know, the tree of life, it's the tree that serves the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a righteous person, if you're a God-fearing person, if you're an obedient person, um, mm-hmm. you're a tree of life. And then, you know, whoever captures souls, I, I, there's probably some different interpretations of of what captures souls could mean. But, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of like whoever has a concern for the soul and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, understands the soul and acknowledges the soul. Like, like realizes you're dealing with souls, like in other people, like you are a wise person, the person who notices the other person, mm-hmm. that is the wise person. So yeah. again, it's this kind of, it, it's kind of pushing you out of yourself. Like the righteous will be a tree of life. It'll, it'll be a blessing to the whole community. Yeah. And um, the, the person concerned with the souls, like that is the person, the souls of others, that is the person that is truly wise in mm-hmm. this life. Yeah, you know, the NLT, I've been using uh, New Living Translation a lot to kind of offer another viewpoint on these, which has been really helpful. And the way that uh, those translators uh, translated verse 30, specifically that second line, is that a wise person wins friends. And kind of building on that idea uh, of recognizing um, and, you know, moving towards the souls of Mm -hmm. others in, in this deeper, meaningful way. That's good. There's this idea of, a wise person has this captivating quality, right? Like there's there's a mad a magneticness, and so I think it's part of this commendation in the proverbs towards uh, wisdom that it actually enriches your relationships with others. Amen. 
And then we move to the very end. Uh, if the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? So, I mean, this is an interesting one because I think you could kind of look at it like two different ways. I mean, how, mm -hmm. how do you how do you see this? You know, it, it is this is a, a really interesting one because this is where the Proverbs, um, you know, and and wisdom literature in general offers this like uh, I kind of think of it as orchestral dissonance, like in music when there's the, this this really beautiful but kind of like heart ripping tension. Um, in one sense, justice always gets the final word. Right, right. And, and you know the 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 deeds of people's actions are always you know just and kind of come full circle. But in our sense, like we do see the wicked prosper, we do see wicked people die in their riches. Um, and yet I think that that is sort of the rub is that even if they die in their riches and die in their comforts, um, they still perish. You right. Know? And, and it's that idea. Well, and so that, so I think that there's like two sides to this. Like, uh, I think in one sense, yes, it's kind of saying like the righteous sometimes look like things go really well for the righteous, uh, on earth, but like nice guys still finish last. Like think about how much greater it'll be for the wicked on earth. Like, mm -hmm. so I do think it's kind of saying that, mm -hmm. but then I also think to your point, I think you're hitting it exactly right. I think like it's nodding toward like, there is this ultimate justice. And so like, of course we want our righteousness to produce for us good things on earth and mm -hmm. good things in the life to come. Yeah. But what do we know with the wicked is like all of their good, they'll have to enjoy in this life Yeah. and, 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 and God will bring judgment to the sinners. And so like, it's interesting that I just used your tip and like looked at this in the NLT. It's, you know, it's a, he says, if the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Mm. Okay. You know, you know, and, and again, I think that you can kind of, it kind of cuts both ways. Like sometimes there's seeming like a earthly reward that seems to be greater, mm -hmm. but there is this kind of ultimate reward or ultimate justice that mm -hmm. is obviously punishment. And so, yeah. um, so anyway, again, kind of three things that I think all of them push us away from ourselves, but in different ways. Yeah. And uh, and to that point that they push push us away from ourselves in the Proverbs, when it talks about repayment and, and kind of judgment on the wicked, one of the things that I think is important to know, and this is our last you know day in Proverbs eleven, and might be a good note to to land on is it never points like the recipient of the proverb to be the person enacting judgment. Right. And that comes in concert with all of biblical wisdom, which says, you know, vengeance is the I Lord's. will repay. The yeah. Lord is the judge. You right. are not the judge. You know, you befriend faithfulness and do good in the land, as the Psalms say. Um, but rest assured that God is judge. Yeah, there's a tension there's an interesting tension there. And I and I think that like um, you know, we, we have to trust in the ultimate justice of God, mm -hmm. but right. God has given us, you know, I want to be careful with that because, you know, God has given us means of, or reflections of his justice here on earth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you get robbed, call the police, like, yeah, you know, yeah, true. you know, it, and so, but, but we, when we call the police, we're ultimately trusting in God. We're saying, God, thank you that I live in this place where there is a reflection of justice. And obviously if you look around the world, like some governments, some systems are a greater reflection of God's justice than others, mm -hmm. but no human justice is perfect. And that, and that's yeah. why 
in any injustice, we rest in the perfect justice of God. Yeah. Um, Amen. And so what will happen to wicked sinners is a great warning um, that we all will stand before the Lord. So yeah. it's good to be back in the chair and back glad chair, to baby. take us home on Proverbs 11. Yeah, tomorrow we embark into Advent. So it's going to be fun. All right. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.